0: Welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Tune in for daily discoveries as we celebrate curiosity and explore interesting facts about history, science, and more in five minutes or less. Hi, I'm Luke, and welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Do you like to stay up late? Some moms say nothing good happens past midnight, so everyone should be in bed by then. That is a good word most of the time. People who are up late are usually up to no good. Today, we will learn about a time when that wasn't the case. It was a good thing someone was up late. In the late 16th century, people from England began sailing across the Atlantic for the New World. The king had granted his loyal subjects land in the New World. He wanted them to establish English colonies and claim the land for the throne. Many of them wanted to escape religious persecution and try their hand at making a better life than they had in England. Over the next 150 years or so, more people came. They made friends with some of the native tribes and fought with others. They established colonies and formed their own systems of local government. The British Crown did not always like how the colonists governed themselves. When the King was unhappy with something the colonists did, he often passed a new law aimed at changing that behavior. This did not sit well with many of the colonists. They argued that if they were still British subjects and had to abide by the laws passed by the British Parliament, they should have representation in that lawmaking body. The more the colonists pushed back against the new laws, the more new laws restricting their behavior were passed. By the mid-1700s, more than one and a half million British citizens lived in the New World, and tensions between them and England were rising. In the 1700s, as British soldiers occupied Boston and other colonial cities, small groups of patriots were stockpiling weapons. Some of the guns were stored in the small town of Concord, about 19 miles outside of Boston. It did not take much to see that it would not be long before the mounting tension gave way to fighting. The British general, Thomas Gage, oversaw the troops stationed in the colonies. He was headquartered in New York. On the night of April 18, 1775, he issued several orders. One was that no one other than his troops were to be out and about. Absolutely no one should leave Boston. He also ordered that his troops go to Concord and seize the gunpowder and cannonballs that the Patriots had stored there. For the takeover to be successful, it was important that the colonists did not learn of his plans. Paul Revere was a young man in Boston when he joined the Sons of Liberty, a group of men who opposed the laws passed to punish the colonists. He was a silversmith by trade. Despite the best efforts of General Gage and his men, word had come to Paul and other members of the Sons of Liberty of the plans to seize the weapons. He knew he had to warn the Sons of Liberty leaders, Samuel Adams and John Hancock, who were in Lexington. Paul set out in the late hours of April 18th, winding his way through the streets of Boston, dodging the British soldiers. Defying the British orders, he was on his way to Lexington. It would be dangerous, but Paul believed it was what he needed to do. Paul knew there was a strong possibility that he would not make it to Lexington without being caught, so he enlisted William Dawes, another member of the Sons of Liberty, to go a different route as a backup. Paul's course would take him across the Charles River toward Lexington, while Dawes would take a longer route. Paul also had a third plan in place, just in case neither he nor Dawes made it. Robert Newman was stationed at the Old North Church. He would hang one lantern in the steeple if the British were coming by land. If the British were coming by sea, Robert would hang two lanterns. As it turned out, the British were approaching by sea, so Newman hung two lanterns at the church. When Paul reached the Charles River, two men were waiting to row him across. They rowed past the British warships, anchored there as quietly as possible, sticking to the shadows and darkness. As he reached the shore, another man had a borrowed horse ready. Paul jumped on, and he was off. It wasn't long before two British soldiers stopped Paul. Thinking quickly, Paul urged his horse off the road and escaped across the countryside. On he went toward Lexington. Just before the clock struck midnight, he arrived at the home where Adams and Hancock were staying. Dawes arrived about 30 minutes later. Having warned Adams and Hancock, Paul continued on, hoping to warn others. The British soldiers again stopped him. As they questioned Paul, he told them their cover had been blown and that the colonists knew of their plans. Eager to let their fellow soldiers know of this new development, they took Paul's horse but let him go. Paul circled back to Lexington to help John Hancock and his family escape. Paul had accomplished what he set out to do. When the British soldiers marched into Lexington the morning of April 19th, the colonists were ready. As the two sides faced off, a shot was fired. No one is sure which side fired first, but that one shot set off a volley of more. When the shooting ended, eight colonists were dead and one British soldier was wounded the American Revolution, had begun. I guess this is one time that something good did happen after midnight. Thanks for tuning in to the Inquisic Kids podcast. If you want to see the sources we used for this episode or send us some listener mail, you can find links in the episode description.